Welcome uh, to the Tuesday Mashup. I'm joined by Mr. Twos. I am Sean Newman, host of the Sean Newman Podcast. Twos, welcome back. Week 20. This is 222 Minutes, and you're listening to the Tuesday Mashup. <laughs> you're such a jackass. <laughs> you, we'll get you, to jackasses later on. You know, I, I don't mean to think that this is some, like, giant, uh, you know, where we've got... Uh, I'm finding out we have listeners coast to coast, which is kind of cool. That's but, awesome. But I, I, I'm like, I don't have any like preconceived notions that this is, you know, the next coming of, I don't know, whatever. Uh, pardon the interruption, PTI, if anyone watches the ESPN show, regardless. But uh, at the same time, when we first started out here, um, did you think we were going to hit week 20? Or were you like, man, if we make if we make four of these in a row, we're, we're doing something. I thought we were going to keep doing it regardless because it's such a good exercise in keeping current that there was just inherent value in it for you regardless. Right. Like even if nobody tuned in, even if we just made this for ourselves, it would do such a good job of keeping your finger on the pulse of what's happening in Canada that we should just be doing it. Whether anybody thought it was any good or not. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Tuz, you, uh, you seem a little quiet to me. Am I just going crazy? Uh, maybe I'm a tad quiet. How's uh, I just kind of changed how things are set up a bit. Is this a little bit better? I don't know. Maybe I'm just going crazy. I could be just going crazy. All right. Well, we'll see how it turns out. <laughs> you can always just crank the gain up afterwards. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, week, week 20 starts with a quiet twos. I mean, some listeners might, might enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of them will. Well, I meant to play this last week. This was, comes in from a, a listener in, in Ontario. So let, let's start here. This is going back to the dairy. We got chewed up on the, the dairy argument, and this is going back to that. Is this props? Or... All the way here from Ontario, big fee for my dairy cows. This is the U and twos. We rate the dairy industry again. Keep up the good work. Just lay off my bread and butter. Bring back more cues. I like him too. Thanks, guys. So that's from that's all the way from from Ontario. Of course, we've had um, and I I'm sorry I keep forgetting her name. It's somewhere in my phone, but she's a dairy uh, lady from BC. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of been all over the map. So that's a shout out. I, I said if you want to get a shout out on the start of this, send me a, a voice clip on on the on the, on my phone, which is in the show notes. And at like six in the morning, I got that. I'm like, oh man, somebody's on the ball today. Oh, and perfect. then of course, uh, we had all the issues last week. So it kind of got missed in the, in the shuffle. So uh, a shout out to to the man, the dairy man out in uh, Ontario. It seems like we've got people kind of tuning in all over the place too. And he is a QDM lover. That's what he was talking about. He likes, he likes Mr. Q as well. Well, Q's going to be hard to get a hold of in the next few weeks. But yeah, I think I quite enjoyed having him on for the show and we've got we've got the upcoming show with him in it too here's a great segue yeah tickets well it's now uh, on sale tickets now on sale uh, so a shameless plug but uh you got you got the cool one uh a, a couple from abbots for <laughs> british columbia are gonna make the the trip out well out east i guess i, I was gonna say out yeah. west, but out east which i think is just phenomenal and slightly crazy but very much appreciated but they're going to make the trip all the way out to Abbotsford or from Abbotsford to Lloyd for the show that you myself and Quick Dick McDick are doing at the uh, something horse casino in Lloyd yeah on November we gotta, 5th we, 
my wife and I want to go, but we we have to plan for advance to get someone to babysit the farm in Abbotsford. Thanks, Patrick. Hey, Patrick, shout out to you. That's super cool. It's very cool. And just just real quick. I mean, if anybody wants to this, the table with Dick (laughs) McDick is still for sale. The one with 222 minutes sold out on the first day. And sadly, there's only one of them. But you can still get the quick Dick McDick one. You know, I'm I'm going to throw this out to listeners. I think we should do, uh, you know, Marshmallow Head. You know, the, the I don't know, what is he? A techno song, dude. You know what I'm talking about? You're giving uh, me eyes right now. You don't know who Marshmallow Head is. No. Okay. Are you talking wow. the Ghostbusters? Stay no, I'm, t- I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking. Yeah, come on now. Marshmallow Head. Here, Marshmallow Oh, I Sean, call him Marshmallow Head. With the show here. Yeah, well, yeah, you, 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 you've messed it up here because Marshmallow is an American music producer. Anyways, he wears a helmet with like a smiley face on it, and I'm like, oh, we should totally have uh, twos wear a box on that. Oh, I could be Daft Punk. That's right. Well, there's it. There's now you're dating yourself. Marshmallow is the new age. I'm a beautiful man. I would totally date myself. <laughs> All right, well, let's get on with the show. If you Finally. want to get, if you want to get a shout out here in the in the beginnings, good, bad, whatever, indifferent, um, shoot a text off to the 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 line um, in the show notes, and we'll preference we'll best. given to audio clips. Yeah, hundred percent. That that's freaking sweet. That uh, honestly, super cool. And let us know where the hell you're listening from, because hey, that's that's what uh, kind of makes it. I like hearing where everybody's coming in from. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get rolling with the show. I know twos is starting to foam at the mouth over there. Uh, the first headline of the week is R.A.M.S. 6. Twos. Rick and Morty Season 6 came out last night. Finally. Oh, Here we yeah. go. You know, We're folks, finally getting going. I literally am like, what the hell is this? What the hell is this? I knew I had no idea. And that's what number one headline of this week is, is Rick and Morty. Yeah. I mean, have you never watched it? No. Oh. No. Well, then get your shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit. So it's together. And if you got to take it somewhere, take it somewhere. You know, like take it to the shit store and sell it. Or put it in a shit museum. I don't care what you do. You just got to get it together. Get your shit together. You were waiting for that one, weren't you? I feel like that you just... I don't even know what to say. Rick and Morty season six. Punch me in the face, folks. That's that's what we're doing here today. All right. Fine. Cool. Great. Grant. Good. Chili cools off to extreme left. Also, the New York Times is an asshole. We know that's straight from the word of twos. <laughs> so th- I found a great New York Times article about this. And then it said you need to log in to watch to review this article for free. I'm like, OK, fine. Whatever. I give them my information because it didn't work on incognito mode. And I log in. And that's the first article. And it says, you've exceeded the number of free articles. Please pay to continue reading. I'm like, you crafty sons of bitches. This is just like, there was this Bud Light promotion where they had this contest giveaway. And I didn't really want to give away my information, but you had to to answer the contest. And then you tried to say no, but then nope, you have to, you have to sign up for the free test texts and whatever else. And so finally, okay, sure. Whatever. Sign up for the free texts. And then they say, thank you for registering, but the contest has been closed. And then they start sending you the text messages. Stringing you along. Did you even want to talk about Chili or you just wanted to, you wanted to have a big old rat? 
I don't really like ranting that much, but Chile is worth talking about for sure, because this was just an overwhelming 13 million of the 15 million people in Chile voted against this new well, no, constitution. It, wasn't a, it was 80, 80% voted to have the constitution basically done anew in 2020. And now uh, 60% of that has said, we don't like what you just put on paper, throw this out. Yeah, it was just an absolute word salad of leftist, honestly, extreme leftist catchphrases and everything like that. I'm, I'm kind of, I started going down a bit of a rabbit hole on Twitter, which is a dangerous thing to do. I, I fully find out about the helicopters. (laughs) I'm like, uh, I might have to interview a few people on this chili thing. I didn't realize this was all going on. So when you talk about the, you know, this is a good exercise in staying up to date. I was like, holy crap! And then you go deeper and deeper and deeper and uh uh a huge turnout right said yeah. we need a new constant million constitution and then two years later they get a new constitution and they say yeah but not this piece of crap sitting on paper yeah make it again that's yeah, they basically just gordon ramsay it oh my you, my, you gotta my, work on how that buzzer hits I, your mic it's, it's there like, you go. That was perfect. Do it exactly like that every time. I, I don't even know. what I, I closed my eyes and everything. All right. Alberta is the second least favorite province and also the second most favorite province. But blame the people. Yeah. And I'm not. First off, that actually isn't a twos headline. That That is pretty much the way it was written. Well, so they talked in the article about how it's the second least favorite province. And then later on, in a slightly differently worded question, it said that it was the second favorite province. Uh, And then the question was, is why don't you like it that much? And it's the people. The funny thing is, we've talked about this before, how little travel there is interprovincially in Canada. So I feel like this is because, I mean, my first thought is, is how many people who said it's the people have been to Alberta? Because, I mean, when you see this stuff, you say, okay, well, what's my... What's the next question I would ask if I wanted to understand this better? And generally speaking, when it's these slanted, biased articles, your what's the next question I would ask doesn't ever get asked. Yeah. So when I read it, I was like, uh, well, who's the least favorite? And I was like, oh, that's a dumb, dumb thing. It's going to be Quebec. And then my first thought was, I don't think Quebec gives a shit. Like, who cares about a poll that says people don't like Quebec? A, if you've gone to Quebec, it's a beautiful province. And two, if you live there and people don't like you, well, get in line. Who gives a shit? If you're Alberta, like, whoop de friggin' do at this point? You're absolutely right. Because, I mean, if you're the kind of person who doesn't like Alberta, you're more than welcome to just stay wherever you're at. I mean, we got a good thing going on here. Don't come over and vote the wrong way and fuck it all up for us. I agree. Okay. Did Was that better? Worse? Yeah, yeah, that was great. That was I don't great. know what yeah, I'm doing do here, like folks. Yeah. Don't know what I'm doing. I mean, it's 20 weeks in, and you're figuring out how the buzz. That's works. right. That's honestly, right. you should work for the WNBA. <laughs> CBC delves into deep mystery behind beer packaging and needs to be canned. <laughs> CBC sucks, and they decided to write an article wondering why craft beer is typically four tall boys instead of six regular ones. And they go in through all this mysticism and, oh, is it this? And is it that? And whatever else. And then they said, well, the 
the difference in cost between uh, a standard 355 mil and a 473 tall boy is, is negligible. But the thing about it is, is that when you're drinking a beer like this one, for example, the most expensive thing in my hand right now is the aluminum, right? It's, it's the most expensive part of the beer. And so if you've only got four of them instead of six, you're cutting down on your, say, on, on your cost of goods sold by a, a third essentially, right? And, and that doesn't even get discussed. And then the other thing is that, generally speaking, the biggest check that any brewery is ever going to cut is for their canning machine. And the higher capacity, the fast, the more cans per hour, the more it costs. And so if you can run, it's, it's not going to be a perfect drop, right? Because you got to fill more in this one than you would in a smaller one. But the thing about it is, is that if you can handle your entire market demand, with fewer cans, that means that you can scale back your canning machine to a more reasonable level. And this is just this is just baby town frolics off the top of your head bullshit. And in this five hundred word article, it doesn't even address so just I the wish, obvious I wish, economics of it. I wish Tuz just would have said, "Read the headline. Don't worry about reading the article." And this is no offense to any beer guy. Any CBC, I, I should say that to be honest. No, no, lots of them. I'm like, oh, you need to read, but this sucker was long. Like this sucker, I'm like, I'm like halfway through this. I'm like, why am I reading this? Like, why does, why does twos put this here? Anyways. Because it goes on and on and on and it It doesn't address obvious answers. Number one. And 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 here's the thing is, is I love craft beer, but I didn't need, if you're going to talk about craft beer, let's highlight some of the cool shit they're doing. Not the can Mm -hmm. size for like, just dribble. That's, that's what the article was. It was just like, blah. I was like, if you're writing about podcasting, please, let's make it a little more exciting than a, than a. 15 minute read that took me nowhere, but to the coach. And I mean, uh, I can almost guarantee you that this article was written by somebody drinking a cab solve at the time. (laughs) Let's talk about the liberals voting in conservative party race, which surprises no one. Christy Clark, lifelong liberal, longtime leader of the BC liberal party, former premier has stated on CTV news that she joined the, the conservative party, the conservative party just to vote for Jean Charest. So she shows up for a day, puts her vote in and she's going to go back to being a liberal. Yep. And it, it's, well, it's funny because he's got the same campaign that, that we looked at with Andrew Shear and we looked at with Andrew, uh, Andrew Shear and Aaron O'Toole and, it's been tried a couple times and I'm over here saying, well, maybe if you had a conservative party with a couple of conservative policies, it might be worth voting for. Like I, we haven't tried it in eight years. Let's give it a shot. And you've got these people on the other side of the spectrum who rather than say, I want my party to run a certain way. They're saying, I want your party to run a certain way. Like, let's all infiltrate the NDP and make them <laughs> open to free markets and anti-union. <laughs> It's not a bad thought. It's not a bad thought. Maybe we should do that. Hey, let's just all sign up for the NDP. I mean, well, Corey Morgan ran for the NDP and well, tried to, and then they shut him down. Side note: I literally watched a documentary today. uh, Get me Roger Stone. Does that name ring a bell for you? Neither the documentary itself or the name. Fair. Roger Stone uh, is this kind of guy behind the political scenes in the United States, Republican. 
Um, did you realize the Reform Party was was a thing when Bill Clinton was getting elected? A- any of this? Are, are you like, oh, wow, like, I knew that. It factored into American yes. politics? It, fa- it factored into American politics, and they blamed it for stealing votes from the Republicans, and that gave way to uh, Bill Clinton getting uh, nominated, is kind of what it's saying. Oh, and, like, and, like a... Like a third party vote, vote like wild, thing. like what they used to say about the wild rose in uh, Alberta, which by the way has been thoroughly debunked. Check out Juno Birchwater's, uh, anyways. This Roger Stone thing was he's he to me, uh, the way they per- portray him and actually as he kind of portrays himself, he's kind of a, a, a dick and kind of hides in the shadows and uh, you know, spreads mi- misinformation or whatever information and kind of does Gerald butts of making America great. Oh, again. Anyways, what I found cool was though, they totally infiltrated the, the reform party in the States to basically blow it up so that it never came back. And it took it back to the two party system. Anyways. So when we're talking about the NDP, it's like, that isn't, that isn't such a terrible thought. Like, I mean, honestly, if you want to get the, I mean, I don't know. Is this like, on live air conspiring to detonate a bomb (laughs) if you were trying to blow up the ndp party how would you do it any differently than putting jugmeet saying front and center with a rolex and a bmw honestly i i would just suggest you go in there and try and reform them with decent uh you know economic backed policies and some good ideas and a little bit of common sense maybe maybe just a little sprinkle of math thrown in just a thought just a thought today. How about the manhunt going on here in Saskatchewan? Um, oh. I don't know. I know I was I was talking to you uh, about this before we started. Um, uh, Damian Sanderson is dead, and uh, Miles Sanderson at this point, as we record this Monday night, uh, is still on the loose. Um, Ten dead, fifteen wounded. Uh, I don't know, like uh, the amount of updates yesterday on the phone was something to behold as like Mm -hmm. it just kept getting worse and worse and worse um and it looks like it's maybe starting to wind down and i say that but miles sanderson is still out there and i mean yeah i I don't know too this has been a wild uh 24 36 11 dead so far 19 wounded oh 11 dead now so it's gone oh yeah because his brother Oh, because right? his brother, dot, dot, dot. Yep, yeah, yep. so they're, they're assuming that his brother's death is somehow involved with everything else that happened, which is probably fairly fair. I want to go out on a limb on this. Can I can I say something that may or may not age well? Oh, probably. This is, oh, sure, sure, too. All right. Fire. Okay, we got a guy who, at 31, had 59 criminal convictions since becoming an adult. Okay. Um, he was released in May and then ducked out on parole and has been at large. The police have been searching for this guy since May. Okay. And so he got released because they think that he needs to be able to be out, to be able to turn his life around and find some solidity in, in everything else. And then, and then he won't be a, a a danger to society anymore. And, you know, they specifically factored in, um, some First Nations considerations. And my thing is, is I, I hate how, first of all, a criminal is a criminal, a victim is a victim, a person is a person. It shouldn't matter one way or the other. But if you're going to throw race into it, throw on the races of the victims, not the perpetrators. Like rather than looking at it and say, this is a First Nations person going to jail, you're like, this is a person who committed 
a crime against a First Nations person. So they should be, if anything, treated more harshly. Like the, the logic never stands up when you look at any of this stuff. But even if you wanted to throw it at it and say, you know what, we need to take this seriously. There's a lot of crimes in First Nations communities. If you're committing a crime in a First Nations community, it should be met more harshly, if anything, than the other way around. Hmm. Rather than just looking at the bad guy and what, what nationality he is, let's start looking at the victims. Well, it's, um, I don't know what to say, Tuz. Uh, to me, I, I don't have a good answer. All I know is uh, I agree when you say if you got somebody who's a, a, a dangerous individual, does it matter what the background of the individual is? No, people don't want to be hurt. Uh, people want to, you know, um, I was just hearing a story about uh, 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 7-Eleven right by where I live, and uh, a guy walked in and stabbed the tenant uh, 39 times, I think it was. And I was like, what what happened he just went off his rocker and i'm like well that's not good like i don't want to be you know like i got young kids i just want to be able to go places and and not have to worry about you know dangerous things happening and so when you say that i my brain just goes to so put dangerous people away i mean it's it's pretty simplistic in my eyes i know it isn't that easy but i mean it feels like you know, at a certain point, it probably could be. Yeah, well, I mean, in Canada, we look at prison as being a place for rehabilitation of criminals. But the simple fact of the matter is, is that sometimes it needs to be looked at as a way of protecting the citizens. And we've lost sight of that. Hmm. The prison thing is interesting, and it probably begs to have a, a, a bit of a deep dive you know kind of uh yeah we're not going to get to the bottom of this well that's two minutes. The, well and the thing is is like that system isn't this like oh there's only 15 people in it like that is a giant uh ecosystem of mm -hmm. I, I don't even know what to say right at this point it's uh, it's kind of like where well let's get some people on and uh, one thing you know on this side of things that i do try to do is that exactly mm -hmm. that so i go well, i don't know the answer twos has got a couple ideas Maybe they've looked at them. Maybe they haven't. Who knows? I don't know. These are just my thoughts. All right. That the buzzer future... didn't go off at all. Dude, here. I got it. I got you. There. Moving forward. Jesus. This is like Christ. five minutes of buzzer. The oh, my future... God. It's got one button on it. You can't figure it out. You would make the worst <laughs> nuclear launch guy. The future of solar power, solely man. Now, now you got me all tongue tied. The future of solar panel recycling is dim. Okay, so Los Angeles Times, the LA Times writes this article right in the hotbed of woke everything in California. They're talking about how solar panels with a 25 to 30 year life cycle are starting because. The subsidies came in yeah. 2006 Two, in California. 2006, yeah. And so now they're starting to get to the end of it, and they've got this reclamation issue to deal with, essentially is what it is, right? I mean, you think about it in terms of energy production, it is it is a reclamation issue because something like, I think they said 1%, uh, they figure are being recycled, and the rest are just being chucked. And then they've got a bunch of heavy metals in them and things like that. And the cost is 
Something. Well, they said they said only about two to four dollars worth of materials are recovered from each panel, and the National Re- Renewable Energy Laboratory estimated that it costs roughly twenty to thirty dollars to recycle a panel versus mm-hmm. one to two dollars to send it to a landfill. Yeah, and so this is just ticking time bomb. I mean, yeah. I guess so the, the one the saving grace is doing it in California where they're running out of water anyway. It's not there isn't a, a water supply to really affect that much. Well, they they, but, they they basically said, right, like, you know, it's just a ticking time bomb because everybody mm-hmm. can see it's coming, but they have no, you know, what are you going to do with all these, these, you know, solar panels that well, are going to come up yeah. uh, over, you know, as they start to come up, it ain't going to be less. It's going to be more because the solar industry is supposed to quadruple in size between 2020 to 2030. Every 60 seconds in 2021. Uh, a new project was installed is what uh, one of the article, one of the things the article cites. So like, this is going to be a giant problem. It doesn't have to be 222 minutes as a solution. Mm. You need to set up an orphan solar panel fund. That's it. I mean, we do the same thing for oil companies. Here's the thing. And I've talked about this before. Oil companies and renewables have two completely different sets of rules. They get held to two completely different standards. And if you took a little bit of common sense from the oil and gas one and applied it to the renewables, first of all, they'd cease to exist because they're not economically viable anymore. But secondly, you'd have these safeguards in place. So in Canada, when you drill a well, you got to pay a whole bunch of extra money that goes into escrow so that if you go under, there's still enough money sitting around to abandon the well after you've left it. And I don't see why you can't pay, ooh, I mean, we have this thing for bottles. I don't know if you've ever drank pop or a beer before, but you have this thing called a deposit. And then when it gets recycled, you get the deposit back. Why is it such a crazy idea to do it for solar panels? Come on, seriously, guys, this isn't big brain stuff. Oh yeah, you're doing great now. Now you got it. I'm like, ah, whatever. I wish the listener could see us on this. Anyways, <laughs> Canada doesn't care about costs, is rewarded with more of them. Isn't it funny how when you don't give a shit what something costs, it keeps going up. So Canada's public health de- department put out a bid for some stuff. And then the guy who won the bid accidentally hit reply all. And then the guy who had the lowest cost bid was like, hey, wait a sec. How did that guy get the bid? And I didn't. I came in cheaper. And then Whoopsie. it turned out that cost wasn't even a consideration in this, despite the fact that they were met with, oh, this is good. I, I got to find the exact wording. <clears throat> uh, all I could think of is, whoopsie, you could be that guy. And he's like, why did I have to? Yeah. Why did I have to reply everyone? Oh, I'm just but they were, Yeah. They they were fined six hundred thirty four dollars or something like that. So who really cares, right? But I mean, here's the thing: like these laws have no teeth. But okay, well here's here's the the first line of this article from the Toronto Sun: Procurement Ombudsman Alexander Yeglik has censured and fined Canada's public health agency for awarding a contract to the highest bill bidder instead of the lowest, according to Blacklock's reporter. So just for anybody listening, generally speaking. When we hear about, when we do articles about how much uh, how much the government's wasting, it almost always comes back to Blacklocks. They're the only people, they're the best name in town. Oh, yeah, and they're, the they're digging into everything. Stuff, yeah. Right? And so, yeah, censored. Do you know what that means? 
it means you write a letter condemning it. That's what happened to these guys. They screwed up and just wasted the government, the taxpayer money that they are supposed to be stewards of. And oh no, they wrote a mean letter about us. Uh, like let's let's actually have some real consequences for fucking things up for once. Am I crazy? I I like the second article you tagged in there about the the black or indigenous deputy minister. They spent one hundred and seventy seven thousand dollars. Uh, which equated to 39000 of it was spent attempting to hire a deputy labor minister and another $138,000 was spent list, looking for the list of 70 prospects. And then they said, our assessment is is to date is that we don't have a candidate that could easily slide into a deputy minister job without being provided with development opportunities. And they went on to say deputy ministers are paid in a range of 219000 to $330,000 with an annual bonus of 15 to 39%. And out of the 70 what prospects, other industry do you get a 39% bonus in? And and out of the 70 prospects, it went down to two. They had a yeah, like that was had, severe shortlisting. <laughs> like imagine spending two hundred thousand dollars on indeed ads. And you're like, look, look, we because I mean, here's the thing: this is the problem when you make the most important consideration your melanin melatonin levels, right? Is you say okay? What if we, we got to hire somebody? Two hundred and twenty-two dollars to find a producer for the Tuesday mashup. I wonder what we'd find. Oh, you know, I bet you there'd be some really interested people who would do it just for the experience, or do it because it's fun and interesting. I mean, we could do an even profit sharing where we all like say, you get a third, I get a third, <laughs> they get a third of the zero dollars revenue that we're currently generating. <laughs> By the way, if anybody has some good ideas about who should sponsor this show, we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> uh, accountability is a far-right extremist view. <laughs> so the Emergencies Act inquiry, which is supposed to go into how exactly it happened, whether they were justified, whether or not they were being dicks, spoiler alert, they were, gets delayed for four weeks because the commissioner of it is undergoing surgery for some undisclosed condition. I'm guessing monkeypox. Uh, so the thing about it is, is this can't be the only person in 37 million people in this country who is qualified to do this. You could probably just get a stand-in, you know, you, an understudy. There's got to be somebody, you know, his second in command who's like, well, you know what? I've been waiting for this big break my whole life. I could totally jump in and I'll get that 39% bonus, right? Like, no, no, no. We're going to delay the whole thing. It well, I just, I quit it. I quit it to uh, like, um, I always come back to sports. You know, you're the coach of the Edmonton Oilers. You got a big thing coming up. Uh, let's say main camp, you know, to start the season and the coach goes down, he's in the hospital. Did they postpone main camp? Do they postpone they, the playoffs? Is, does the NHL go, we can't do the playoffs? No, you move on because there are qualified people. That's why you have a staff. Yep. That's what they do. You'll and get a Zamboni driver in there if you have to. And as something as important... And he'll beat the, he'll beat the Leafs. As is something as important as the Emergency Act, you think that would, uh, that would factor in. So uh, here's I, the thing. I, we I look at it as though it's important. The Liberals... They don't give a shit. They're just going to kick the can down the road. The other thing, though, is we've talked about a little bit about the Nova Scotia shooting and the inquiry that's going on into that. This Constable yeah. Wiley, who um, is required this to testify. This is wild. 
It's yeah. Wiley is what it is. Yeah. Finish. So this guy, okay, so this guy says he can't testify in person because of health reasons, undisclosed. Fair enough, right? I mean, we don't need to know everybody's medical status here. I think Gee, that is really twos, right? We don't need to know everybody's medical stuff. However, they said we're not going to transmit and make publicly available the audio or the video of this man's testimony because of his health reasons, uh, because they, they think they'll get better answers from him. Right. If they keep the record sealed. <laughs> okay. So you're going to put this guy under oath and he will answer better. If no one ever hears the answers, how under oath is he? And and uh, just to fill in, if you don't know who Wiley is, he's the one who went to uh, the guy's house. What is it like? It's it's a crazy 16 amount. times. Yeah. Wiley is the officer who visited the gunman's Porta Peak home 16 times in the years before the deadly rampage of April 2020. Yeah. So like where are the red flags? Where are the red flags? Yeah. So maybe maybe the, the guy was a, a genius, right? Like, I, you know, and he hit it up very well. Either way, it's like there's a really good article from McLean's about how they figure he was uh, uh, a confidential informant for the RCMP. Mm. Well, I just I just come back to with this Wiley thing. It's like, so what? Why would you not make uh, even because he's not going to answer truthfully if it's being broadcasted is what they said. And somehow we're the only people who have issue with that. Yeah, well, there you go, folks. That's that's the latest update on on Nova Scotia because I, I saw that and I was like, this is this is this is relatively strange. This was beyond like strange. as as bad as it is with all the other people involved. It also included one of their own, and you'd think that the RCMP would care about a guy that killed one of their own, but they're sweeping that under the rug too with all of this endless bullshit. Cancel everything. Cancel it all. Cancel it all, Churchill, call signs, convoy, bisons. This pretty much goes the gambit. Uh, there's Jason Kenney's putting up a new uh, a new statue of Winston Churchill. Uh, can't That's do totally that. privately funded. Can't can't do that. Uh, call signs in the uh, the military, Air Force. Can't do that. Uh, the Freedom Convoy. Oh wait, cancel everyone there. Uh, can't do that. I actually here here's exactly what it said because I I did. Uh, Write it down. As for Snagovsky, hope I'm saying that right, is his team at the University of Alberta, he said this will be a first in a series of research briefs about people who supported the Freedom Convoy and how they'll engage with Canadian politics going forward. This cohort of people is going to play an important role in Canadian politics moving forward, and it's important to start looking at them. Hey, I'm just, you know, I'm okay. one of those people. I've got I've got plenty of issues with this survey. So it said that the majority of Albertans didn't support <laughs> no. the Freedom Convoy. Right, it said and, majority and, of NDP did, said they didn't uh, support the Freedom Convoy, and then when they pulled UCP, that number drastically went up. This is most and then Albertans they, did not support Freedom Convoy. I know. University of Alberta. I get it, but suggests. but 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 read through the the article. I yeah. agree, that's mm-hmm. what they're trying to point out to. But it oh, says the NDP but, was against it. UCP yeah. was was pretty much for it. Oh, wait, and there's a rural urban divide. And if you go to the rural properties, all of a sudden they're all for it. And this is a red. Yeah, anyways, I get so it. So it said, here, this is, this is where the, here's where if you're reading something <laughs> and if you smell bullshit and you dig a little bit deeper, you dig a little bit deeper. 
I went through link after link after link. I eventually got to the original article and it didn't even post the whole metrics of the survey, okay? But if you do that, if, if you're looking at a survey and you're like, well, those numbers don't really make sense. And then you try and dig into it a little bit more and it's just a black box, you can safely assume that the survey is bullshit because if it wasn't bullshit, they would give you the metrics. Abacus gives you all the metrics. Uh, the All of them do anyways. Uh, but Angus Reid does, uh, but this Polaris thing, which I saw, I can't remember anything off the top of my head, but I've seen some pretty disturbing stuff about how they're all just kind of just liberal funded and liberal donors just passing money back and forth to each other with some bullshit surveys thrown in the middle of it. But it said that, what was it? Uh, 61% of um, Albertans didn't support the convoy. They said that 70% of Edmontonians didn't support the convoy and that 53% of the rest of the province did support the convoy. And if you just do some rough math based on those three numbers, roughly 55% of the people they surveyed lived in Edmonton, which is about a third of the province. So it's just hugely disproportionate into a well-known socialist stronghold. So you know, garbage in, garbage out, you know before you even look at that, that you're going to get a bullshit answer. But they're still presenting it as fact without actually doing any of the deep dive into where they got the numbers from. Because if people can see where they got the numbers from, they'll realize Choose. they're garbage. Choose. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, this article, as soon as they start framing it as nobody supported the Freedom Convoy, uh, because the more information that comes out is shedding light on it. You're like, shedding light on what? That there was one flag that, oh, they, they desecrated some statues. Oh, wait, don't. Some of that was false. Oh, they ended up cleaning up everything. Oh, they burned the building down. Oh, wait, they didn't do that. Uh, all this bullshit. No, what ends up happening the longer this goes on is the more it shows a light on, wow, they actually, they actually handled themselves <laughs> quite well. And they left peacefully and they didn't uh, create a riot. And oh, my God, they were these uh, people who went there because they didn't like how their government was treating both sides of the population, which at the time was vaxxed and unvaxxed. Right. Mm -hmm. And you go, the whole fucking article just stinks. Pardon the French. Me and twos got a little fun coming up. Maybe next week we're going to try and go for through an entire episode with no swearing. That is going to be a challenge, my friend, because when I see stuff like this, it doesn't matter what the percentages say. It's a load of bogus, man. It's just BS. I'm not saying everybody in the planet supported it, but we all know majority of people supported it. It's just it's just hey. simple. Hey, we don't need to break into like the the ones and twos of Edmonton versus the rest of the province. Well, let's let's break BS. into the twos for sure. Sure. But I, I will say this: devil's advocate. What you're speaking about is somewhat anecdotal. And I'm saying just mathematically, you just break down the little bit of information they give you in this article and it doesn't hold up. And that's the thing. That's when you can actually go to these people and say, look, what I'm saying isn't anecdotal. I can mathematically prove that you are full of fucking shit. <laughs> can we talk to, uh, in this cancel everything? I thought I thought the call signs thing was was interesting uh, for people who don't know what we're talking about there. In Air Force, right? We're you know just go to Top Gun, right? Maverick yeah. and Iceman—they all have their different call signs. I thought the article was rather uh, enlightening because I was like, I wonder how they figure that out. Well, they have uh, not a rookie party, but to me, in a sporting world, that's exactly what it is. They go have a few drinks, uh, have a roast of everybody, meaning they, you know, they, you know, uh, I think everybody knows what I'm talking about with the, the comedians, and they they roast each other, and out of a good night of drinking, they pull out some names and, and carry on. 
And uh, now what can happen when you get drinking involved and people roasting each other? Uh, some lines. They're not cross. always tasteful. That's right. And so that's what they're having a, a, a discussion about. Although I didn't think it, it, I guess it kind of fit into this one, but I thought, you know, honestly, uh, it only takes one person to take something too far. And then that's what happens. Now they got to have a, a commission to go take a look at call signs and make sure that uh, there's no drinking at the next one and, and blah, 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 or something. Right. Which is stupid. Cause they'll just do the next one off the books. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's not going to stop. And when it comes to stuff like this, like, yeah. Okay. There's the one person who wrecks it, but it doesn't take a genius to be like, okay, well, you know what, if that person's call sign is um, sex with goats, 420 maybe we'll just go back to the drawing board real quick yeah but it probably isn't so black and white there's probably a few things in there where uh you get uh well i mean probably just speaks to where we're at in society things have changed you go back 30 40 years 100 percent agree with what you just said you just fast forward and there's just it's so much different I'll, I'll give you a case in point okay uh, I, I got a good one too wayne gresky in his book writes about the shave do you know what the shave is I had that book when I was a kid and there was that picture of coming out of the shower already. Yeah. I it's so, ringing a distant bell, but I can't put it okay. together. So, so in hockey lore, one of the rituals used to be the shave where your pubic hairs get shaved by teammates. I don't know why on earth that would ever be a thing. And I don't know. How good of a job did you have to do? Cause like, there's some hard to reach spaces in there. Hey, I'm just saying it was like, it was a ritual. And then you just kind of like you, you stretch them out, and then and of course it's more like a canvas. I listen. I'm saying that that has no place in hockey anymore. And I'm sure there's some old timer going, "Oh, it was off. Yeah, it was just off." You guys day. don't shave your balls anymore? Oh God! See what Tuz is doing here. I'm trying to make a serious point, and the fucker's trying to be all on me about. <laughs> You're trying to make a serious point about Wayne Gretzky shaving his dick. I'm trying to. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm, try, I'm trying to make a serious point about one time the greatest NHL player of all time in his book wrote about the shave, and now years later. Nobody would ever write about that, like ever. They probably wouldn't even talk about it on stage because that's where society's at. And so things have progressed. That's all I'm saying. So when it comes to Top Gun and how they get their their call signs, old, you know, fucks a goat. Yeah, like obviously that's probably 30 years ago and there probably was that guy. But now, uh, no, that, that wouldn't fly. I, that's what I'm getting at. I don't know. Maybe in like the Scottish Air Force would. Do I need to move on? I feel like I yeah. need to move on. Dude, dude, dude. You got the buzzer. Keep... All right. Fucking twos. Like I, if I could jump across the, the screen right now and give them a swap, folks, I, I tell you what, I probably would right now. I, I just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you don't feel like throwing hands at me at the end of an episode, I feel like I've, I've missed out. Okay. Well, you buzzed. <laughs> but the other thing was apparently Bisons are now canceled. Yeah, well, we don't care about that anymore. You'll refrigerate nothing and you'll be happy. <laughs> Denver, Colorado. Heat wave hits. And people with smart thermostats in their houses tried to turn on their AC and it said, fuck you. You're going to be hot. Yeah, but here, here's, here's the catch on this. I think they fucked themselves because it says customers receive a hundred dollar credit for enrolling in a program and a $25 annual annually. But Roman said, Roman Roman 
said customers also agree to give up some control to save energy and money and make the system more reliable. So yeah. they didn't, they didn't, so read, they agreed they to the terms the, and conditions without reading read them. The five, That's never happened before. A hundred percent. They, the guy literally says in the interview, you know, I thought it'd be like a life or death situation where they take away my ability to, I'm like, so you're just pissed because you didn't read the fine print of a, you were going to get the money and you thought, oh, a couple times they'll just lower my, you know, whatever they'll try and optimize instead of in a heat wave where things are going wrong. When do you think they're going to have to lower your, you know, no, you can't use power then because they're starting to have rolling blackouts all over this damn planet dudes. Like we're pretty fortunate where we live. Yeah. Cause we've got fossil fuels, Sean. Correct. Everyone in politics is a jackass. I can't believe this isn't the happy story of the day, but hey. It was this close, man. Okay, yeah. So as the headline reads, everyone in politics is a jackass. And I think we've established that at this point, right? But in Grand Forks, I think BC? BC. Yeah. A donkey is running for mayor of the town. And not just in in the political sense, this is an actual, actual donkey. Yeah. And so, anyway, um, its name is Lobo. And um, like, I can't, I, like, some people are saying they hope he takes a bite out of crime. <laughs> that's right from the article. That's, that's not, that's not an awesome joke <sighs> I made. That's an awesome joke somebody else no, made. No, that's his owner, literally, this woman saying, like, you know, like, I think he'd be a great leader. He's got real good judge of character. I'm like, how is this? How is this an article? How is this on global news? How did this happen? I'll ask you this, Sean. What municipality, province, or country would this not be a better replacement for what we currently have? Uh, If a donkey ran Canada, which that already is true. Oh, at least. Oh, what's it going to get? Horse face? I tell you what, uh, I I could see some positions. Was he going to get some hoof prints all over the ass end of a reporter, or run over a a, a First Nations clan mother at a protest? Hey, yep. Oh, oh, is it going to throw some of its colleagues under the wagon? Uh, here here's your happy story of the week, folks. Man becomes principal at an elementary school where he worked as a janitor. Thirty years later. 30 years later, he he uh he becomes this was his a principal school when he was a kid. Yeah. And then he graduates, he works there as a janitor, he becomes a teacher, he becomes the principal. I just I find it really frustrating how some kind of hoity-toity pinkies up people seem to look down on folks without education or you know, they're, they're at a different stage in their life and they don't realize that it's a journey, not just like a static pinpoint in time. And I think this is probably one of the best news, happy news that we've had where this guy just like this, this has been his essentially home for decades. And now he's the guy who is in charge of it. Not that being in charge is really that interesting. But did you awesome. catch it? But, but, but I, I the, just, did oh, you I catch just, yeah, yeah, did you catch that uh, he he didn't apply? It wasn't like he was like he he became the janitor, and then people convinced him to go get his his teaching license. He's like, okay, 
because they saw how he interacted with the kids and thought he was awesome. So that, okay, he's a teacher. And then he says he gets a call out of, out of the blue one day and they go, yeah. yeah, we'd like you to be the principal. And he's like, uh, uh, oh, uh, okay. Right. He, he isn't this like guy that's like, oh yeah, next on the dock is principal. Then I'm going to be a superintendent. Then I'm going to be all these things. He's just this guy who's so good at his job from what I take and so good around people that he just earned becoming the leader of the school. It's absolutely wonderful. Your leadership qualities aren't defined by the letters after your name. And this is a perfect case in point. Yeah. Even if it is two, 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 um, <laughs> sir, thank you for another week of, uh, of the mashup. If, uh, if you're wanting tickets to SMP presents cues and twos or QDM in 222 minutes yeah. show notes, if you want to get Newman, Sean Newman's in it too. He likes to understate that, but Sean Newman is actually going to be there as well. And if you, uh, if you, uh, want to get a show to the start of the show, drop us a line on the text line, hit up Q or hit up Q's hit up twos. Jeez. Q's twos stuck in my head. Uh, send us a voicemail. I I really enjoyed that either way. Hope you enjoyed another week, week 20 and next week. Screw it. We're going no swearing twos. Let's see if we can pull that off. I think it'll be fun. It'll be a fucking good time. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll catch you next week.